You're listening to the Loot Page Podcast. This episode, whoa, I tell you what, this one here is probably, I would have to say, the most important episode that I've ever done. I think we're on episode like up to 80 for the last three years we've been doing these podcasts. This is probably the most important one that I've ever done um, because this one is all about how to be truly happy, how to be truly successful. If you do not follow what I've gone through in this uh, in this episode, your happiness and success, they ain't going to ever happen. So, um, yeah, buckle up for this one. It's going to be a rocky one. This is going to be one that you're going to remember. This one's going to change your life. Enjoy. Welcome to the Luke Page Podcast. I am here to inspire people to live a life that they love. It's why I do what I do. Join me on the pursuit of my life's vision and my own business success through meeting amazing business owners, entrepreneurs, and forward-thinking people that are here to make impact and change the world. All right, everyone. Um, We're back. And guess what? We're back in the car. I figured out a few months ago that uh, recording a podcast in your car actually has great acoustics, sound acoustics. Um, since our son Louis come along, sometimes it gets a little bit noisy in the house and he might be crying. So I'm like, okay, I need to record this podcast right now. So to the car we go uh, and I'm back in the car right now. I'm actually down to Phillip Island because um, Phillip Island is about two hours from home. Just heading down here for a surf in the morning. I'm going to be doing some work down here. And I just really felt the urge to do this episode um, straight away without waiting. And I'm really excited to talk about today's topic. Last quarter, we had our lowest amount of sales in about one and a half, two years. And I really wanted to tell you all. And I I actually wanted to highlight it, yeah? I wanted to highlight it like I would if we just did our highest quarter and and like a record-breaking quarter, right? Um, we've got this program called The Leading Coach, which is a it's a, a program that helps coaches grow a six-figure business. And we do weekly group coaching calls. One of the things that I ask the clients is um, I ask them, you know, what did you fail at this week? Because what I'm doing is I'm trying to teach them to embrace their failures and not hide them. Because what happens is usually we talk about our wins and our successes and we highlight that but we tend to hide and shame when we get things wrong, when things don't turn out as expected, when we make our mistakes, when we don't know what we're doing, when we fail, right? And hey, if you're growing a business or if you're in this pursuit of um, you know, major success, whatever that means to you, the only way of getting there is by failing a lot, right? So until you change your relationship with failure, you're going to really struggle. Now, if you follow me on Instagram you probably see a pretty perfect life from what I post, yeah? You probably see that I get to work whenever I want, that I go on holidays and, you know, I surf all the time. I'm surfing during the week just like now when everyone else is working, I get to go into the the water and basically have all the waves to myself. Um, You know, you see me working from our cool office and driving a Mercedes and living in our cool place and, um, you know, having a, a great happy wife and family and our our dog Sonny and our son Louie that's what you see and I'm sure it paints a like a perfect picture but the truth is is that I look more successful than I actually am and this is the same for everyone everyone does and over the years I've seen 
So many coaches fail and even people just give up on their dream simply because they just have the wrong expectations. Yeah. The expectations are that, you know, it's it's like, oh, they, they see the they see the people that are like, I went from zero to fifty thousand followers in three months. And you can do the same. Or you see the people that went from zero on TikTok, there's zero to one million followers and all that stuff in a couple of months and People are like, oh, I went from zero to $500,000 in seven months, and this is how you can do it. This is the message that is um, put out to the world. Now, I don't want to take it away from those people that have actually done this, because there are people out there that that's, all those things there are legit. It's happened, yeah? But it's the unicorn, yeah? And the chances that it's going to happen to you are rare. So what's kind of the message that's put out there is that hey, if I just do a little bit of hard work for maybe a few months or even a year, then I'm going to get everything that I want. And it couldn't be further from the truth. Um, My coach, who runs an eight-figure coaching business, uh, it took him about nine years to start getting to the point where I'm like, yeah, man, I've built a successful business. I just, um, I interviewed Brandon Lucero, who's... um, He's an eight-figure coach as well. He's going to, we're dropping an episode on him. We did about a million-dollar messaging, which is going to be out next week. Make sure you check it out. Really awesome episode. I asked him, I said, how long did it take you and your business to start making money and you started getting to the point where you're like, you know what, I've got a successful business here. Took him seven years. So you've got all these industry leaders here taking seven to 10 years. And then you do a little bit of work for six months and not all your dreams don't come true and then you look at yourself and go fuck what's wrong with me and look it's not your fault the fault is is that um, well i'm not going to blame anyone because even the people that are spruiking this message that you can become uber successful in two seconds it's not their fault it's what they've been taught right and it's the people that taught them it's what they were taught so there's no one exactly to blame here but it's just what's happening the, there's false expectations in this. And as a coach and a leader, I just feel <clears throat> I feel a huge responsibility to put the best message I can out for my clients, my audience, my family, and the world, and for you, about what it truly takes. So before I started this company, I was, um, I was working for a coaching company that did the same thing, very similar thing, right? It helped coaches grow a business to six and seven figures. We had a program that we sold to our clients, which are coaches and early stage coaches for $20,000. It was a 12-month program and basically helped you, you know, do all the marketing and the sales to uh, get your business off the ground, getting clients and making lots of money real fast, right? Um, out of all the people and the clients that we had, such a small amount actually succeeded. And what I saw over the course of about a couple of years that I was there is I saw coach after coach after coach after coach after coach fail, 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 put in all this money, put in all this effort, go to all these extremes to really make their business work. And they just gave up too quickly. And even the few coaches, the less than the 5% who actually succeeded, out of that 5%, probably only another 5% or 10% actually continued on their business. I now look back and most of them actually closed their business down. So I went through that and that really, by going through that experience and seeing all that, it really molded the type of coach that I wanted to be. 
And the type of coach that I didn't want to be was the coach that promised happiness and major success in two seconds. I wanted to be the coach that from my experience and learnings, because, you know, going through um, growing up, I used to be a person that wanted the world tomorrow. Um, And when you want the world tomorrow and you have not got patience, it makes you take action the wrong way. And you may have early wins, but it's eventually going to turn around and swing around and fuck you up. I remember when I was like early 20s, I got into share trading and I um, I turned $10,000 into like $75,000 over the course of a bit over a year. And I started leveraging up because I, I was so cocky and confident, started leveraging up massive and putting massive trades on almost to the point where, you know, I was putting trades on like I had an account that was worth millions and millions, right? That's how like stupid I was being. And you know where this story goes. Um, well, the market eventually turned against me and everything that I, I, I actually made, that $75,000 that I was at, that um, went down to seven grand in about two weeks, lost it all. That was a huge shift that killed me in the moment. But that was the start, starting point of me starting to realize that, hey, I need patience in life. Things aren't gonna, just going to happen in two seconds. So, you know, that with a combination of other things, with a combination of what I learned through working for the coaching company, um, that's really shaped the type of coach that I am. And one thing that I know to be true through, you know, through my, a lot of coaches and mentors, through a lot of the people putting the right message out there, the people who are really successful in business, the one common denominator is a long-term sustainable game is just the way to go. Some people, yes, can get super successful in a really short amount of time, but it's like, you know, it's like kind of playing the lotto, right? Um, it may happen for you, but there's a good chance that it won't. One thing that's guaranteed is just to play a long-term game. Um, so I basically kind of getting back to like my little life that you see me on Instagram and um, like the perfect image. And I, 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 I do, you know, I do like to share... Um, realness, what's going on for me, my struggles and everything like that. Um, but I, I, I sometimes get lazy in doing it. Like, and I don't do it enough. Sometimes I'm kind of like, oh yeah, that didn't work. And I'm like, I just can't be bothered sharing this thing right now. And I particularly and specifically wanted to create a, a an episode, a podcast episode to actually share some of my flaws, some of my things that I'm not proud of in my life. Um, and just give you like a a true perspective as opposed to you seeing this Instagram perfect life. And I, what I don't want you to do is look at that and go, man, Luke's living such a perfect life. I don't have that. There's something wrong with me. And then that, and that kind of deters you from keep pursuing your dream, right? So the truth, here's the truth about me right now. The reality is, is that I'm paying myself 39000 bucks. That's it. When I was working a job, I was um, making about five times the amount that I'm making right now. And financially, we live pretty tight. When um, Courtney and I first started going out together, which was about nine years ago, um, we had a, like a we had a lot of money. Like I was making close to two hundred k, and with two hundred k, you can do a lot in life. Yeah, um, you know, I was having the the brand new Mercedes. Um, I was having the 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 seven thousand dollar Tag Heuer watches all the expensive clothes, going out there and, you know, you spend a night out and you spend five to thousand, five hundred to a thousand bucks when you just go out for a night, no probs, expensive dinners, overseas holiday, lavish holidays, 
all that type of thing. Plus, you know, still saving money and still putting money into investments, living a lavish life. And um, that's how we lived. And Courtney had a full-time job. She got paid really well as well. So when we first started going out, we could basically, most things that we wanted in life, we basically could have. Um, And um, things have completely changed now. And the reason why is because um, I quit a high-paying job to chase happiness. See, when I was about the age of 16, um, I started, I was, you know, going through some childhood shit, right? Things at home were really rocky. And I was trying to look for, okay, what's going to make, what's the key to happiness, yeah? And I, through reading, my, my dad gave me a book called uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, which you've, I'm sure you've probably heard of. Maybe you haven't read it. Classic book about wealth and investment. That was my first book that I read. And after reading that, it really opened my eyes up to the world of business and investing. And I believe that money was the key to happiness. I literally had this um, a vision board on my wall and I had, you know, the, 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 the photo of the family. I had the car and the boat and the mansion, everything, everything like that. And in the middle was a big dollar sign. I literally believe that money was the key to happiness. So what I did is I went on the pursuit to just make money. I quit school so I could get a job in real estate or worked at Subway so I could uh, save up some money to buy into an investment program. Got into real estate, learned about property, built my first property, um, and just, you know, try to do businesses, but invest in the shares and just, everything was about money. Everything, everything, everything. Did the, did the, um, what are they called? The, the, the network marketing stuff. And it was just like, how do I make money? How do I make money? How do I make money? And it got to the point when I was probably mid twenties or so. Um, and I was, um, making a lot in a job, right? And the job was okay. Don't get me wrong. It was all right, but it wasn't like what I was there meant to do, right? Making a lot of money. And I got to the point in my life where I had a good amount of money, yeah? A amount of money where I could just do most things in life. There wasn't, apart from being ridiculous, right? I could do most things that I wanted in life. And I was kind of at the point where I'm like, you know what? I've got all this money. I've got all this wealth. And I felt really empty inside. And that was a huge turning point for me because um, I realized that, guess what? What I thought to be true, money isn't actually the key to my happiness. And it changed my trajectory. I was like started to go, okay, so what is the key to happiness? Which I'm not going to go through here. I've done that on other podcasts. Um, but that sent me off on a, on a different journey. So coming back to the, you know, the financially, Courtney and I live tight. At the moment, Man, we, things have changed so much. Things have changed so much from the early days of us working jobs that we can't stand just to be, you know, tied to money so we can live this lavish lifestyle to basically not quitting all that and going, I'm building a business that's going to have meaning that lights me up. And you know what? Our dream will happen in the future. And what I need to do is learn to love my life right now, regardless of not having all the things that I actually don't need. Yeah. Um, so the next thing is Courtney and I want to share about it is Courtney and I, we argue over two main things. The first thing is me annoying her. I've got like, um, I have undiagnosed ADD. Um, I think if I went to school right now, if I was a kid, I 100% would be diagnosed ADD. But back when, you know, in the 90s, 
Um, kids like me were just like, oh, they're just kids. They got high energy, right? So I didn't actually get officially labeled by the doctor that I had ADD. I don't think my mum actually ever took me. And she, even if she did, she, I'm sure that the doctor would have said, yes, Luke, you are, you do have ADD. So because of that, um, I'm always tapping. I mean, you probably hear me tapping right now. Um, I'm singing, I'm clicking, I'm whistling, and I love to repeat myself. So like, I'll, I'll do like a rap song and I'll repeat the line over and over. And uh, yeah, for some people that like that stuff, we get along really well. But for other people like Courtney, where it's like, man, she likes silence a lot of the time, man, it drives her nuts. So that's one thing we, we argue over. The second thing is what we argue over is um, how we live when it comes to our finances. Because we've gone from living luxurious lifestyle to being a lot more tight with our spending. Yeah, we can't splurge as much. So the tough thing that Courtney is finding is that you know, all her friends uh, buy new houses, buy new cars, buy new clothes, going out, going on holidays, overseas trips, everything like that. And she can't exactly do it. Um, her, her, her family lives uh, interstate. And, um, you know, we can't go over there as much as we want to because here I am building this business and, you know, We've got to invest back into the business, sacrifice financial right now. We've got to kind of hold back on all these extra expenses and splurges in life, right? And it's way, the truth is, is that it's way easier for me than it is for Courtney. And it's way easier for me is because I'm the one that's driving this vision when it comes to the business. Now, is Courtney a part of it? Hell yeah. And is she playing her role in all this? Hell yeah, she is. Because number one, she's my rock. Without her, I would struggle, yeah? Um, the next thing is that she's doing, doing an amazing job with um, with raising our son. Um, she does, you know, 80, 90% of the work. Um, so we've got our roles to play and our vision. But when it comes to the reason why we're in this financial state of, okay, we've got to actually hold our money as opposed to spend it right now, is ultimately because I'm building this business and I'm building our dream. So this is something that we argue over because Courtney's like, you know, I, I kind of want to live more of my life right now. I'm kind of over this restrict restrictions. And if, um, you know, if you've gone through this yourself or you're going through it right now, you get what I mean. And if you've got a partner that is like Courtney and I, you completely get what I mean, right? Um, next thing, Courtney and I, we haven't had sex since Lou was born. Louis, um, about four months, four and a half months old. We haven't had sex in four and a half months. Our relationship is not anywhere near the standard that we hold for ourselves. The other day, we actually had an argument and we said that, you know, we're just friends right now. There's like this, there's, there's hardly any physical interaction with this. Nowhere near where it used to be. Um, next thing, I don't even really know what I'm doing in my business. I'll just make it up as I go. I don't really feel like I fit in anywhere because like I've just got so many diverse interests in life. My close friends really have no idea how I live my life and why I do what I do. Legit. My closest friends actually don't really get me and understand me. Uh, the only person in the world that really knows me is my wife, Courtney. When it comes to my family, I feel like an outcast. The family, we've got a decent, decent sized family. We've got, um, I've got nine nieces and nephews. Um, sometimes when we're together, I sit there and I'm just like, man, I just don't feel like I fully belong here. You know, and it's probably a lot of the time because I'm just so different and I just feel no one thinks like me. 
So I feel like an outcast of the family sometimes. Um, if I'm minding Louie, our son, sometimes Courtney will be, um, maybe she's out getting her nails done or she's out grocery shopping or whatever. And I've got Louie for a bit. And if I'm working, cause like I say, Louie's like kind of, he's, he's, he's at the age now where he just sits in a rocker, right? Doesn't move around. So I can still get a bit of work done. But if I'm in the middle of something for work and Louie starts crying, I'll actually most of the time just let him cry whilst I finish the tasks that I'm doing. When I was a manager of a company about 10 years ago, I used my position of power to fire someone because I felt threatened by them because they were just awesome at what they did. Um, I broke a lot of girls' hearts from what I have counted, at least five. Um, There's a period between maybe the age of like, say, 22 to 27, where I would purposely only be with girls who would fall in love with me and I wouldn't fall in love with them back. And I, I chose girls who would love me no matter what because it, I, I felt like it gave me the control where I was safe from being hurt because I knew that they would never leave me. Uh, my dad and mum, when they used to... My dad's passed away now, so rest in peace. Dad. Um, my dad was the type of person who always thought he was right, yeah? That type of guy that grew up in the 50s... Um, you know, probably had parents that had gone through the, you know, the really tough days, the war days and all that type of thing. And I don't know, obviously my dad's got it from someone. I assume he got it from his dad. But he always thought he was right. Um, and when my mum and dad used to argue, he, no matter what happened the argument was about, my, ne- my dad would never back down. Even though it was, Even when it was clearly wrong and he was in the wrong, he would never admit fault. He would never admit that he was wrong. And luckily for me, I haven't inherited all of that, but probably I've inherited about 80% of it because when Courtney and I fight, guess what? I like to always admit that I'm right. Um, when I was a teenager, I broke into a shop with a couple of mates. We stole like just random crap like candles and kind of massage cream or something, not massage cream, like moisturizer and stuff like that. Uh, we also broke into a school canteen where we stole their lollies. Um, I went through a phase of stealing just to impress my mates. I thought it was a kind of a cool thing. Um, they thought it was cool. So I, that's what I used to do. Uh, I, in primary school, I bullied a kid. I did drugs in my 20s. I partied hard. I even sold drugs once, I, maybe even twice. I recall once where I, sold, I, built, I, I bought about 100 ecstasy tablets and sold them to my mates. I hated my sister for probably 15 years of my life to the point where I'd hoped that she would OD because she was a heroin addict and uh, she would OD every so often and every time she did, I would hope that my parents would say, she's passed away. That's how much anger and hate that I had inside for her. I have spent tens of thousands of dollars on programs and experts help me heal my childhood, childhood traumas. People think that I'm way more confident than I truly am. Uh, a lot of the shit that I do, um, actually scared along the way. Um, I fail more than I succeed, which is um, the case for everyone. But I fail so much more than I actually succeed. So much more. The things that you see, I fail so many times behind the scenes. So there you go. There's plenty of things in there that I'm I'm not proud of, that I'm ashamed of, that I ever did. Some of it I'd never take back and I don't regret because it's really kind of shaped who I am and giving me really great perspective. But yeah, there's definitely things in there that I, I, I deeply regret. Um, and my hope of this episode and why I just, <clears throat> I really wanted to do it is 
because I just don't want you to look at my life on Instagram and see perfection and then you think that, hey, that's how I need to be. That is how I need to be. Because we are always going through struggles and challenges in our life. And, um, you know, if you're getting a model of, okay, what success is, and you're just seeing happiness and wins and uh, breakthroughs all the time, and then when you go through challenges and struggles in your life, what it does is it just makes you feel shit. It makes you feel like there's something wrong with you. But there's nothing wrong with you. You and I are the exact same. We go through the same things. We win sometimes. We lose sometimes. So that's why I really wanted to do this, by me sharing some of my flaws and my struggles and my challenges, my imperfections and shit that I've done in the past and I'm not proud of. I I hope that it will give you the courage to open up more too. See, you've got to stop pretending to be so perfect and have it all together. You know, when someone asks you, how's everything going? What's the typical answer? Yeah, everyone's good. But in fact, things are shit for you. Just be honest. And it maybe things aren't aren't shit, yeah, but like just talk about things that maybe aren't going. So for example, yeah, like, you know, last quarter we had a shit quarter in sales. Just share this stuff with people. It's all good. It's completely fine because the more that you share all this, you guess, perceived negative, perceived failures, perceived challenges or struggles or whatever it is, the more that you actually do that, the more that you're going to be okay with it. You know, if you're trying to build a successful business, you're going to fucking fail way more than you succeed. And if you hide your failures, I'll tell you right now, you ain't going to make it. Because what you'll do is because you have to basically, you'll have to pretend that you're killing it on the outside when in fact you're not. And that'll eat you up from the inside. And the continual, you know, resistance that you're going to be facing, the continual um, imposter that you'll feel, that you're showing up and you're saying one thing, but in truth, something else is happening. You won't be able to continue showing up for your clients and your audience. You won't. So you'll give up. And that's why a lot of coaches give up. But if you just switch it and go, hey, look, I won today. This is something I achieved. Yeah, I succeeded. And then on the other end, you're like, hey, this is something I made a mistake with. This is something that I failed at. This is something I didn't get right. And play the balance of both. You're going to feel so much better, yeah. And you're going to get attention as well. Why? Because no one else is doing it. No one else has the fucking courage to talk about their flaws and their challenges and their failures. So when you do it, it's going to give you a major point of difference, right? So yeah, you've got to stop pretending to be so perfect. When someone asks you how's everything going, just be real with them. Um, you know, don't hide your struggles, your fears, your flaws. Don't hide them. Because you'll never be free. Ever. And one thing, this is the worst thing that could possibly happen to you. And I had a glimpse of this. Luckily, I was able to get out of it. But the worst thing that can ever happen to you, and I see this all the time with coaches and business owners, the worst thing that can ever happen to you is that you actually become successful hiding who you truly are. Because what will happen is that you'll be showing up for your audience with this mask on, pretending to be someone that you're not, hiding your true personality, hiding your controversial beliefs, 
hiding what your true fears and struggles and worries are. You'll become successful off that as in people will give you their money. And then you'll grow to the point where you've got this audience and these big group of fans and they've actually bought into a fake version of you. And I see this all the time. And there'll be no worse feeling in the world because what happens when you get into that position is that because you're too scared of losing it all, you hold on and you hold the mask tightly up to your face. You keep it there. On the outside, you're all happy and successful. On the inside, you get eaten up because you know you're a fraud and a fake. There could be nothing ever worse that could be happened to you. So right now, you've got the chance of just starting to open up with this shit. I want you to keep sharing your wins. And if you don't, start celebrating your wins more. But on the other side, I also want you to be opening up and sharing about the opposite. Everything I've been talking about. Because your happiness is on the line here. Your happiness is on the line. So I got my challenge. Here's a challenge for you. What are some things in your life, in your business that you're hiding from people? The challenge is, is to tell people. Put it out on the internet. Do a video right now. Speak to your friends, your family. Tell the world what you're scared of, what you're embarrassed about, what you're ashamed of, what you're struggling with right now, what didn't go right for you last month, what's not going right for you right now. When you meet a stranger, this is so cool to do. When you meet a stranger, have a deep conversation and get fucking real with them. Don't have a surface level conversation like, oh, what do you do in your business? How's everything going? Oh, everything's good. Yeah, no, I live down there. No, everything's good. Get real with them. You have one of the most deepest conversations that you probably, you know, deeper conversations that you've ever had. The maybe some of your mates and family, legit. You can. There's a stranger out there right now that will speak to you. This stuff happens all the time. So just get real with people. Yeah, it's time to cut the bullshit. Now uh, this ain't easy to do, um, especially if you're not used to doing it. If you've been, um, if you've been taught to only, and this is we basically most of us get taught this. I'm even seeing it with Louis right now. You know, Louis, our son, four and a half months old, starting to kind of roll, and he's looking for praise already because like he does something right, and we're like, yeah, go Louis. And already at four and a half months old, he's starting to look for the praise and the attention. So he's starting to perform for praise and extra love. That's scary. And this is what we do, is that we grow up as little kids. We do the right thing. Our parents give us some love, which is that ultimately what we want. We go to school. We're a good, we're a good girl or boy. We get love and attention from the teachers. Pat in the back. Well done, Freddie. Five stars. Um, and when we get things wrong, we get punished. We get sent to our room. Um, we get told that we're a naughty person. We get told, don't do that. Don't say that. And this just gets locked into us as we go older and older and older. And it gets to the point right here, right now, when I'm speaking to you, is that we're now too scared to show when we make mistakes, when we get things wrong, when we're scared, when we don't know the answer. And it's unhealthy. And it's blocking your happiness and success. That's the truth in all this. So the challenge is for you 
to go out there. It's time to come clean, yeah? It's time to come clean to your audience, to your clients. And uh, if you already come clean, I want you to step it up to the next level, yeah? We can all step it up. Now, this ain't easy to do, yeah? But I promise you, when you do it, you're going to start to feel what true freedom feels like. Because life is all about dropping the care what other people think. That's what kind of my belief is. Dropping the care what other people think. Because when we can drop the care what other people think, we are free to be ourselves finally. Finally. All those people out there, you may be one of them, all those people out there right now chained to a job that they can't fucking stand because they're basically a slave to money so they can impress people they don't fucking care about. That's the truth. So they can buy their million-dollar houses, drive in their European cars, buy their awesome clothes, go on these holidays, take a photo and video, put on Instagram and fucking show the world how happy I am. It's the most biggest bullshit story going out there. I've been a part of it. You've probably been a part of it. Maybe you're in it. But this is the crap that we're going through. We're choosing that over what truly makes us happy. And when we can stop caring so much what our parents think, what our friends think, what good old you know Auntie Betty thinks, what Johnny down the road thinks, what our colleagues think, once we stop caring and just start doing what we want, it's a fucking scary thing. But that's where happiness starts fulfilling, filling through all of your life, every area of your life. So... One thing I just want you to, I want to leave you on is when you do this, I really want you, when you start opening up and you, where it is, you come out, you do your video, you speak to people. I want you to DM me. I want you to DM me over on on Instagram at Luke underscore page. And legit, I really want you to do this. I want you to tell me about your experience about opening up. I want to give you a pat in the back. I want to encourage you and I want to commend your bravery when you do this, Yeah. People will be attracted to who you truly are and the wrong people won't. It's as simple as that. So I want you to reach out. And even if anything from this episode resonated, please reach out to me. Tell me what you know you connected with, what you loved about it, what made you think differently, what you learned from it. Enjoy. Have fun with this. Scary stuff, but life-changing stuff. Hey there, hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Make sure you click subscribe to stay up to date with podcasts that I release every couple of weeks. And if you've enjoyed the episode, please, I really, really appreciate it if you leave me a review. And you can also find me on Instagram at Luke underscore page.